three, two, one. Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that runs weekly life experiments, questions our assumptions, and explores new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. This podcast is not brought to you by two books, The Four Hour Body and The Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. The Four Hour Body is a book that teaches you how to uh, get more in tune with your body. It teaches you how to lose weight, gain weight, how to get better sleep, how to give a girl a 15-minute orgasm, or if you're a girl, how to have a 15-minute orgasm. The Tribe of Mentors, on the other hand, is a life, it's a book full of life advice from some of the greatest minds that are alive today. Additionally, these two books are so big and they're so, I think the information in them is great, but they're so big that they, they double as great yoga blocks, which is why they're, they're not sponsoring. They are not sponsoring this podcast and they're not bringing this podcast to you, but it is, I am sitting on them right now as yoga blocks. Because I'm currently in an apartment with no furniture, absolutely no furniture. And um, instead of sitting on the floor for like over an hour, crisscross applesauce, I would rather sit, um, I, I, it's better to sit on like yoga blocks. And I don't have my yoga, my yoga blocks with me, but I do have my two Tim Ferriss books. Really all you need is any two Tim Ferriss books to, to have two yoga blocks because <laughs> they're that big. But um, that is why... Once again, this podcast is not brought to you by the Four Hour Body and the and the Tribe of Mentors. Well, we did it, baby. We um we finished the experiment last week, which was eliminating decisions. And let me tell you something: it worked like a fucking charm. And and I know, look, I I just know that I'm not bullshitting myself here. There's um, I like to be honest when I'm bullshitting myself because because if I was bullshitting myself. As as I'm talking, I am doubting myself and I'm like, Caesar, you're full of shit. And then when I'm talking, I'm not excited at all because that's how you can tell I'm bullshitting if I'm not excited. (laughs) And so this this worked though. Last week, I was trying to eliminate the number of decisions I was going to make to see if I could make more money, to see if I could wake up early and finish my morning routine, all the things I wanted to do in the morning, and then to see if I could record a podcast every day. And I, I did all those three things. All three of those things, I did them. And the best part is that I didn't do them struggling. I did them having fun. It's kind of addictive. I kind of don't want to stop. And I had a hunch that it was possibly going to work when I finished everything on the first day. It was still really early. I had never done done something similar like that with the to-do list. Every time I've had a to-do list, it's always like rolled on to the next day. So I never get that satisfaction of, oh shit, I finished everything on the to-do list today. And it was all geared towards things that I want to get better in. And and it happened every day after that. Even when I went to, um, even when I went to San Antonio on Saturday, I left at my apartment and I think that was the truth test. And I still did all three things. Woke up early, meditated, did the writing. I went on the drives to do to Uber and Lyft drives, even in San Antonio, because it was, it's like the habit is already there. Um, and I know it's only the first week, but I had the choice to keep going with it, right? It's not like it was already a deeply ingrained habit, not because, because I haven't been doing it for months or years, but it was a habit where I had the choice of like, yeah, this is, my brain was like, this is familiar. The next thing we usually do is we get in the car and we go. And that's what I did. I got in the car and I went. 
But you see, the way I think about it is not Uber and Lyft driving. It's it's the time when I listen to my audiobooks because that's all I'm doing. When I'm sure I'll have a conversation if somebody really wants to talk. I'm, I mean, I'm, I think I love having conversations. And if a person's willing to talk, let's do it. I find you interesting. I don't know who you are. Tell me about your life. And then after that, the only thing I did skip was the exercise, but that wasn't part of the three original habit systems that I input in. I did record a podcast. You should go listen to it. It's in a it's in a hotel lobby. Or don't. Don't matter, none. Well, anyway, I'm actually very excited about this. Very, very excited because that now, okay, we found something that works for me. Uh, this worked for me, and that I was talking to a friend. I was talking to Peyton yesterday. And we were talking about how it's important to find what works for you. And everyone talks about this. So this isn't a revolutionary idea. But now I'm like, I finally did something that worked for me. And so that idea of finding what works for you makes a lot of sense in my mind because I felt it. I felt how easy it was. I was like, oh, this is what they meant. So moving forward, what are we going to do moving forward? Um... We're going to continue to use this type of system, this type of habit system where I, where I make my decisions ahead of time. The beauty of this was that it's like, it's like past Caesar had already told me what to do and in what order. And I keep mentioning the order because that's important. That is where I had a problem, where I had to decide, sure, I had a to-do list, but I had to decide what do I do first? And that's where I wasted a lot of energy. And the way I thought about it, especially on days, because there were a few days when I woke up and, and the thought came through my mind, like, don't go, don't wake up, don't get up. But before, on the first day that I started writing my habit systems, I was thinking, you know, if I just trust in the system, if I just followed the, the decision, if I just show up to the next activity, show up to the next activity, and then show up to the next activity, then, then it has to be, then the system... In my opinion, if I trust in the system, I think it'll work. It'll be like, a, and I mentioned this before, like a river flowing me down into the ocean. I don't even have to paddle. It's just the current's going to take me. And that's exactly what happened. So we're going to continue to use the system. We're going we're gonna to add more things, and we're going to take away things as, as, as I feel that they're not enjoyable or they're not getting me more of what I want. I'm excited. I think we've turned over a new page in the life of, C- the life of Caesar. Moving on to this weekly experiment. Now, this weekly experiment is kind of different. It's, um, well, it's, it's more of like a thing, because I was thinking before coming on here, what should I do this week? Um, I should add to the systems. But, but then I, I remembered I can do whatever the fuck I want, because this is the dose of Caesar. <laughs> and I'm Caesar. So this week's experiment is opening a Roth IRA. Now, it's not much of an, it's it's more of a, binary thing right it's like i do it or you don't it's not it's not like a an experiment it's more like a a thing to do but this is something that i've been wanting to do for a while so the experiment is opening a roth ira i know it's not really an experiment but that's the experiment opening a roth ira and investing into it whatever the money i have to invest into it by the end of the week why do i want to open a roth ira well because i just every day that goes by i was talking to my friend about this, every day that goes by, I feel that I am missing out on the um, benefits of investing in such retirement accounts and also um, accounts in like the stock market, like index funds. Even though I'm not, I don't really know too much about them. I do know surface level, the surface level things. And, and on the surface, I know that 
if I am not investing any of my money, I am missing out on a shit ton of money that would be uh, compounded in the future, even if it's just a little bit of money. So in the past, what has stopped me is thinking that I don't have I don't have a lot of money to invest right now. But of course, the the book that I read and the book that I read is called uh, "I Will Teach You to Be Rich." Spammy title, but awesome book by Ramit Sethi, and that's the one that taught me about even if even if you don't even if you have just like a like anything you can invest is better than investing zero, and I I like that a lot because I think about. That's the way I think about habits, right? One rep is better than no reps. Infinitely better. Infinitely better. And this is the same thing with my money. And so I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the Roth IRA thing. So let's do that. That'll be the first part. Second part is to... And, and here's where I might be biting off a little too much. Okay. I tend to do this. We'll see at the end of this week. I don't think it's a lot, though. I want to contact one bakery every day, um, <clears throat> bakeries that that make sourdough bread here in Austin, to ask them to apprentice under them, work for free, in exchange for them teaching me how to bake sourdough bread. Yes, yes. My my goal here is to learn to bake sourdough bread from somebody who already knows how to bake sourdough bread. Why? I don't know. Why are some people into feet? I don't know. Not saying that I'm into feet, but I'm saying I'm into bread, all right? And not that I, not that bread turns me on, but you know what? Maybe just a little bit, okay? Maybe a little bit. And so what? What if bread turns me on, right? When I, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, bread doesn't turn me on. Well, maybe a little. No, it doesn't. But, um, <laughs> um yeah I, I really just want to learn how to bake bread i know it's an art especially sourdough bread because i love fucking sourdough bread and and um and sourdough bread is one of the harder things to make this is um things that i've heard i've heard and i've had my own experiences with bread I haven't tried making sourdough bread but i know bread is is a little tricky especially i mean when you're making the dough and I would like to see a true master at work. So the experiment here is every day reaching out to a bakery. And I don't know how I'm going to do this yet. Well, I kind of do know because I already have to start today. I'm going to start with emails, right? Emailing the um, just wh whatever I can find. I found that this approach works in the past. I will definitely get responses from these bakeries. That is not, not a problem. Now, can I get responses from the people that matter the people who are able to make these decisions the owners the managers that's a different question so this is where i'm questioning what approach i should take the first approach is a tim ferris approach which is where you ask a simple question but you see i don't think that applies for this because here i'm reaching out to bakeries now when you would ask a specific question is maybe when you reach out to an individual you're reaching out to a particular individual and 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 after you you build like a some sort of relationship like a small just kind of connection over email that's when you give the ask of like i would like to apprentice for you for free to learn how to make bread in exchange of making bread i'll fucking take out the trash i'll do whatever the fuck you need me to do um and I don't have, I don't want to take that long doing this. Really, I'd like to get into a bakery tomorrow to learn to do this shit. 
So I think it's important to just fucking go for it. Grab the bull by the horns. Just fucking dive in. Um, and so I think the approach I'm going to take is just straight up asking. I don't know how well that's going to work, you know, with the first email. The way I'm going, the approach I'm going to take is hat in hand, okay, where I'm not, I'm not pressuring them. And I'm simply asking them, trying to give them a deal that they can't refuse. And that, that to me means offering them an extra pair of hands to do whatever, the, whatever they need and to free up more of their time without costing them anything. So I'm still thinking about how I'm going to, you know, ask them this, but that is the ultimate goal to give them a deal that they can't refuse to give them more than I take. Because if I give them more than I take, I think that is a no brainer for a lot of people. You know, if, if I free up more of their time and I'm not a burden and I'm not really getting in the way of anything and I'm getting tasks done that they would otherwise have to to invest their time in, why would they say no, you know? I mean, of course, there's any reason. You, you can have any reason to say no. But I'm thinking about me, the future me. If somebody came up to me and offered me a way to free up more of my time, to do more of what I want, and really all they were kind of like learning along the way as I was doing the things that I was going to do either way, but at the same time they're saving me some time, I'd be fucking like, sure, kid, fucking sure, come along. But that's just me, and I know that's a certain type of person. But that's why we're doing it every day. I don't know if there's that many bakeries in Austin that um, just specialize in baking sourdough bread. I did find a couple already. And, and here is where I might not take no for an answer on the first try. Um, because, not because Not because I want to be a dick, but because... I think I think I can bring value to them. I, I feel like I, I get the app apprehension of, of I'm a stranger, you know, and some people you would not want to work with. But I think generally, um, I, I think I am pretty aware, self-aware of when I'm being annoying and, and getting in the way. And I think from what I, I think I'm okay to work with. And I think... That's why. That's why I, I, if I get a no on the first email, I will possibly, I will consider going face to face. To um, and 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 I'd like to try all their bread. This is this is the other thing. I'm gonna try their bread. Like I'd pay for it. I'll go pay for it, and I want to make sure that the bread that they're making is the bread that I want to make. And this this I've been talking about this a lot now, <laughs> and I'm just I'm realizing that this one little experiment right here. Uh, actually excites me a lot. So that's the experiment, reaching out to one bakery a day to learn how to make bread. And I'm going to try to move fast on this so that we can, by the end of the week, be volunteering, interning at a bakery. Oh, I'm fucking excited. Come on. Yes. Yes. This is what life is about, isn't it? This is what life is about. It's about learning the skills that, that, uh, these, the skills that, that, that interest you doing the things that interest you. And that became so apparent to me as I was talking to my friend yesterday, Peyton. All right, this podcast is gonna come out. I recorded a podcast with Peyton yesterday and it's gonna come out probably next week. Not this week, but probably next week. It, it was an incredible conversation and I don't wanna give too much about it, but I just, 
as we were talking, I was having these realizations that, wow, I, I think Peyton is so amazing, but, and, and, I, and I started to understand what makes her so amazing. And why am I talking about this again? Oh, yeah, because I was talking about, about how I, it, life is about pursuing what, you, what excites you. And I, I never realized that everything Peyton's been good at has been things that have excited her. <laughs> and I slowly came to that realization on that podcast. I say wow a lot in that podca- podcast, and those are genuine wows. So look out for that podcast two weeks from now. Moving on. The next um, weekly experiment, and, and this one is already underway, and I know this, this isn't really like, I think this is going to be a good week of experimentation here. This weekly experiment is me practicing the problem, maybe the, the, the worst condition that I could have. Um, and, and I put that in quotes because really it's not, it's not a bad condition at all that I'm in. But I'm practicing sleeping without a bed and, and living without furniture for three days. And so that's why I'm using these books as a chair. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of books. I'm, I'm in my, my friend's apartment that she lent me. But I moved all my furniture out to the new apartment that I'm moving into. But I, I still have three days before I leave. And as I was moving all the furniture out... I was thinking, what? Well, this is an opportunity to practice the Stoics' way of, of thinking, especially Seneca, when he talks about uh, occasionally reminding yourself about the worst condition that you and other people fear by putting yourself in that situation. For example, a lot of people fear, fear being poor and not being able to afford food or, you know, poverty, right? And so if you can mimic poverty, not I'm not saying that this is the same because this is not the same. The situation I'm in is not the same. I am by no means uh, comparing my situation to poverty. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to mimic a situation where I won't have a bed, where I won't have a lot of fancy things to remind myself that I don't need all those things, that the, the furniture is all... Uh, is all um it's all extra good food <laughs> here's the thing because because another thing you can do is re- of course eat very cheap food like you know you just eat plain rice um just r- foods that aren't too fancy of course you don't go out and for my diet <laughs> i'm really not changing anything because all i eat is beans straight out of the can with a little bit of lemon juice on it and some cilantro Maybe it is a little fancy. Um, and I always, I've made a 10, every week I make a, a 10 pound bag of chicken drumsticks that cost me $6. And that 10 pound drum, 10 pound bag of drumsticks lasts me an entire week. I bake it. Um, so I didn't change much there. But really, I think the experiment lies in sleeping without a bed to remind myself that, hey, motherfucker, you've got luxuries that other people don't have so remember you don't need you don't need much but what what do you need what matters and really what doesn't change is the internal stuff the uh, the feeling of fulfillment the feeling that i'm doing something useful for the world the feeling that i'm learning new skills the feeling that i am 
you know, being self-sufficient, that I am not being a burden on others. That's what really matters. Feeling of love, being around people that are awesome. So the third part of this weekly experiment is sleeping without a bed. And I slept without a bed last night. I will admit, I, um, I, I had a luxury and I slept on my, uh, on my yoga mat. And I woke up halfway through the night because my back hurt. <laughs> I was like, fuck, motherfucker. And I tried to, I tried to, I sleep on my back and I tried to sleep on, on the side. And then in a few, I don't know if it was minutes or hours, I don't know, but I woke up again and I was, fuck, fuck, shit. And I moved over again. And we got two more days of this. It's going to be a fun time practicing condition, a condition that I may fear which I don't think I fear anymore. And and, um, and just a little side note. I know this is getting a little long, but this first, this, I had heard Tim Ferriss talk about this. Tim Ferriss talks about this a lot. Um, possibly putting yourself in mimicking conditions that you are afraid of. And I've been listening to Tim for a while now, since my sophomore year of college. That's been four years now, four or five years. And he, when I went to study abroad in Thailand, I remember I, I got it. I got an apartment, kind of like in a Thai community, away from where all the other um, study abroad students would be living, because it was more expensive. And I think I couldn't. I think I waited too long. But I, I wanted to save money on living because living. I've never really. I thought ah, I think I can live. I can. I can. I I can save money on living and use it for other things. And when I got there, I didn't have, um, I didn't have a pillow. I brought like a single, like a, a bed sheet, but like, that's just, I, for, the plan was just to cover the, the mattress and I didn't have a blanket. And the whole time that I was, I think it was like three months, I think it was four months that I stayed in that one apartment with, I slept without a blanket, um, because at the same time, I, I thought about going to buy a blanket, but then I, what popped in my head were the words of Tim Ferriss. You know, practice not having things that you've had all your life because you are, you're very, a lot of us are very privileged. And when, and talent's pretty hot, so I didn't need a fucking blanket. And as I was sleeping without a blanket, I was realizing like, wow, fucking Tim was right. And there was a day that I took it a little further and I, for a day, I only ate rice um, that you could buy on the side of the street. I think it was like for, I think it was like pennies. It really, in American, in dollars, it cost me pennies, if that. I don't think it was more than, definitely not more than a dollar, definitely not more than 10 cents. And I would buy these little bags of rice, and for I think for about a day, all I ate was um, rice. And that was me beginning to practice. Is this the condition I fear? And I got to the end of it and I was like, wow, like you don't really need much. Cause I was doing Muay Thai. I was doing Muay Thai too. And I remember I ate like, <laughs> I ate like five little bags of rice cause uh, until I was full. But that's when I started to realize how I've made a lot of assumptions in my life that I need certain things when that's not true. When really, I, I, that's when I first understood that I didn't know what I needed. That I had no idea what I needed because I had been given so much in my life. And ever since then, I've been 
yeah, I've, I've tried to explore um, sometimes more aggressively, sometimes less aggressively, but I've tried to explore what do I need? The, the, I've explored that thought. And do I need an apartment all for myself at this point in my life? No. Do I need an, an entire room for myself at this point in my life? No. And I'll, I'll say that to me that has afforded me a lot of oper- a lot of it's opened a lot of doors because I've let go of those of those uh, things that I that a lot of people, including some people in my family and friend and friends, would say that I need or that you need. You don't need a lot of that shit. You don't need your own apartment. A lot of times, a lot of times it's better to just share for a little bit. You know, I'm not saying if that's the dream. I, I've met people who their dream is to like own a house right after college. And I, I know those people and that's what they want to do. It's never been my dream. But if that's their dream, fucking dope. Fuck yeah. High five. Virtual high five through the podcast. Boom. You're a fucking legend. That's it. Moving on to some random topics. The um, ripped jeans. So... I gave away most of my clothes uh, about three months ago. It was during the height of the pandemic. I think it was March when I read the Marie Kondo's, the art, what is it? The life-changing magic of tidying up. And I started tidying up my life, which has been one of the greatest things I've done. And one of the thing, at one point I got to my clothes and I realized I didn't wear much of the clothes. I, I say I would wear like 20%, maybe less than 20% of the clothes that I owned. And that was already not that much clothes. So I decided to put all the clothes that I that didn't bring me joy, in the words of uh, Marie Kondo, in a, in a bag, and experiment. I experimented for about a week or a few weeks. Would I miss the clothes? I put it in a bag. I didn't give it away yet. And I went a week, and I didn't miss the clothes. I would wear the same two, three outfits Get, but but I was at home, so I did have, you know, I, I didn't have, it's not like I had to wear a bunch of different shit. Um, and that, that went on for three, four weeks, I think, it, then eight weeks. But I was still at home, so I could wear the same two outfits. Then I got a job, and I had only two uh, shirts, two dress shirts. Even then, for those three weeks that I had that, that uh, sales job, I would just wear those two dress shirts and the two pants that I had. <laughs> On repeat, I would just change them up, like change the combinations. There's not that many combinations. <laughs> and and so, yeah, I realized also you, clothes. I don't need that much clothes. But, but <laughs> I've gotten to the point where, okay, I need a little bit more clothes now. I want a little bit more clothes. Not that I need it. I want more clothes. Um, and let's talk about ripped jeans because I have one pair of jeans and they're torn. Right, right down, right by, right by the dick, you know, right by, right by the old family jewels on both sides, kind of like the thigh area. I think this is, I have all my jeans that I've, that I've worn. They always end up tearing in this area. I don't know. I don't understand why the fuck. Um, I attribute it to my, my legs growing in, in mass, hopefully. I really don't think that's what it is. Anyway, for the last, uh, <laughs> For for the last months, I've been wearing these toward jeans. They've just gotten kind of worse. And the, in the last week, I've had two people point out to me like, "Hey, man, you're wearing 
your whole your jeans have holes i'm like i know <laughs> and they're like why are you still wearing them and the question in my mind was like you wouldn't wear them <laughs> so i'm wondering dear listener would you wear ripped jeans torn jeans why the fuck not I mean, if, if you wore torn jeans with tears like in the front, right? I see a lot of people wearing torn jeans with like these, these stylish tears. Why does it matter if it's between my crotch? As long as I have underwear? Is there a problem? I didn't think so until this week. And then I started thinking, huh, maybe this is weird. <laughs> and then I started thinking, this is the funny part. I started thinking how that... <laughs> Oh, man, I don't want to keep talking about it, but I just think it's fucking funny. Uh, on that date that I had, I wore these torn jeans. <laughs> oh, man, it just makes me think um, uh, it must be it, it would be funny to know what she was thinking, because if two other people told me she was definitely thinking something like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But in my mind, in my mind, I was just thinking, fuck it. You know, I'm going casual. I'm going casual and I don't have a lot of, a lot of fucking clothes and I'll, I'm just going to put on these jeans. Well, anyway, I think I should get new jeans. This, that's the point of this random topic. And then and I think that's what I'm going to do. So I need new jeans. <laughs> and if you have any recommendations for uh, good quality jeans, because I don't know anything about jeans, uh, go ahead and send them to me. And however you can find and contact me. <laughs> Moving on. Having long conversations with people, having a long form conversations like podcast form is fucking incredible. And I already spoke a little bit about this. I recorded that podcast with my friend Peyton. I learned so much about her and I learned so much. I got so much insight into a person that I find really successful. I learned, um, and I learned, I don't know, weirdly, I can't explain why, but I think I learned a lot about myself because for a long time I had wondered what, what makes Peyton so good. And, and then I realized maybe the question is what makes me not good? <laughs> what, what, what way of, how am I thinking that I'm getting in my own way? Perhaps Peyton is less in her own way. And through that conversation, that kind of uh, became more apparent that I think she is less in her own way. And so the thing is not what more can I do, but what can I stop doing? And so I started already thinking about a lot of things that I could stop doing. And one of them is pursuing things that I don't enjoy or just, and another one is sitting and just thinking and not taking action. One of the things about painting is that she takes action all the time. And, and these conversations, oh man, I, I fall more in love with the art of, um, it's, is it an art? I don't know. Podcasting. I just fall more in love with podcasting. I see why Joe, uh, likes it so much and i wonder if this is why tim likes it so much just coming on here and it's a for me it's a form of it's like a little outlet for meditation ah, but the best one is when i the best part is when i talk to my my friends the people that i admire damn and i i want to do more of that i want to do more especially with people that i want that i perhaps don't know yet and i'd like to learn from so conversations long conversations I think there's um, definitely value in them. Definitely value in them. Value in them. And that's uh, that's it. That's uh, We've come to the end of the podcast. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to leave you with this quote from Seneca that talks about the 
a weekly experiment, one of the weekly experiments that I'm running this week, um, which is uh, trying to put yourself in, in conditions you fear. And this is where the idea comes from. I think it's from the book um, or his essay on the shortness of life. I'm pretty sure it's that from there. It's like Tim's favorite. So this is how the quote goes. Set aside a certain number of days during which you shall be content with the scantiest and cheapest fare, with coarse, rough dress, saying to yourself all the while, is this the condition that I feared? And that's by Seneca. Boom. If you enjoyed this episode, then consider signing up for the Caesar Encyclopedia, which is the weekly newsletter I send out every Friday with interesting shit that I've found. Tools, recipes. Yeah, it's an extra dose of Caesar. It's an extra fucking dose of Caesar. You can sign up at my website, doseofcaesar.com forward slash newsletter, or by going to the show notes where you will find the link. And as always, you can reach out to me through Instagram. You can see what I'm up to on Instagram. Sometimes I post shit <clears throat> more than other times. And my Instagram handle is at that interesting guy. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>